Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle, and I am here today with Claudia McGuire. We are going to be talking about meetings. And the reason that Claudia and I are talking about meetings is that we brainstormed a couple of weeks ago and thought about what would be most helpful to leaders. And because every leader has to have meetings, whether it's with one person or a team, the only way to get things done is to have a meeting. And so we decided that this might be a very helpful conversation for you. Claudia has a lot of experience leading meetings. She was in business for many years before she began uh, volunteering at her church as a leader and then eventually actually went on staff and led many, many meetings. And I know Claudia to be a very strong team leader. And I know that she has a wealth of experience and knowledge because she's a great reader too and she likes to to improve her own skills, and I know that she's done that in all these areas. So I'm excited about talking with her today. And you know, Claudia, when I think about meetings, I do not have a good feeling. I would normally say I pretty much hate meetings. Ah. Um, And the reason is my mind goes to some of the worst ones that I've had, I guess, sort of automatically. I think of meetings that are too long. Mm -hmm. I think of people who are off the subject. I think of meetings that never accomplish the purpose of the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe meetings with no purpose. At least I was never able to discern what the purpose was. Right. Or that the biggest item, the biggest item for us to meet didn't get introduced till toward the end because we dealt with so many little things that probably were not that important. And so, and I guess the thing that I hated the most was really the fact that the person leading the meeting was doing such a bad job leaving the meeting and I just wanted to scream. So, do you ever feel any of those ways about meeting? What's your experience been? Well, I think it's funny because I do think most people feel meetings are like, oh, you know, the eye roll, another meeting, do we really have to do this? Takes up my time, I have such a busy schedule. But I'm kind of weird in that I like meetings. I mean, I always have. I used to be a meeting planner in uh, when I was in the corporate world, and maybe that kind of set me up to enjoy that um, environment of sitting around a table with kind of like-minded people trying to move towards a common purpose to get things accomplished. And I like it, and um, they energize me. My adrenaline starts pumping. It makes me more creative when I'm sitting around people that kind of challenge me or I'll leave the meeting and go, okay, I've really got to read that book that somebody talked about or talk to so-and-so because I'd never heard that they had done this before and that's a fabulous idea. You know what I mean? It just, it spurs me on. So I really like it. And your comment about just most people not liking meetings, I think it's, it's just very true. That's the way it is today. We're so busy and we see it a meeting, another meeting is an interruption, not as just a normal part 
of our leadership or what we do every day. And uh, Patrick Lencioni wrote a book called Death by Meeting, and it's been out several years. He's such a great such speaker. A and Oh, it's Death by <laughs> Meeting. I know we all just go, yes, I've been there. Um, but in his book, he says, meetings are what leaders do. And the solution to bad meetings is not the elimination of them, but rather the transformation of them into meaningful, engaging, and relevant activities. And it's so true. If you think about that, you can't just eliminate meetings. Like you said, it's a part of what we do. You have to do them. And I think just to kind of change your attitude that this is a part of my work, it's not another thing. And it should never feel like another thing. Then it's pretty much a bad meeting. You know what I mean? So yeah, I've been in those bad meetings too. And you just can't wait to get out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you just Absolutely. can't wait till it's over. It's torture. That's exactly right. And I, I do have to say that when I'm the leader of the meetings, I don't mind them nearly as much. Well, sure. Yeah. Because I try to avoid the very things that I hate about meetings. Mm -hmm. and, and in some ways, I think those have been positives for me because I know what I don't like in meetings mm -hmm. and I work hard to avoid those. Mm -hmm. And I know that you, you have done the same Well, thing. yeah, you can learn from a bad meeting like, oh, I hope I never... I'm guilty of that or do that that way. You can learn even from a bad meeting. Absolutely. But uh, running a meeting, preparing for a meeting is really, these are skills are. that anyone can learn. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're here to talk about today. Our series of three begins with this particular video, which will be on before the meeting. What do you do before the meeting to plan the meeting well? The next video will be about during the meeting. Mm -hmm running the meeting, and then the third video will be about the aftermath of the meeting. Is Are there things to be done there? And I know that you have some great ideas for everyone. So as we start about before the meeting, how does who is coming, what you're doing, where it needs to be, how do all those things play into your work before the meeting? Well, that's when the majority of your meeting happens is before the meeting because if you don't set it up well it's usually not going to go well i think that's why a lot of people get way off track or they never talk about the main item until later in the meeting because they just haven't planned well beforehand and i like to think through um you know remember from english or journalism class or the who what where when why and how um, and I try to think through those things of, okay, who do I need to invite? As you just said, how do you know who's important to do this? Well, who? Does everybody need to come? I mean, everybody on your team, everybody on that part of the office, everybody involved in that ministry that you're in charge of, everybody in, in, uh, in a part of this group that you work with. So you think about that A-list. Who's essential to this meeting? Who is going to be affected by these outcomes? Who would be great in helping make these decisions? Who can bring a different perspective? So you think through those things, and sometimes you think a little out of the box because I think it's good to bring in somebody that maybe isn't even on your team or has anything to do with it, but they've had a successful uh, business or ministry or idea or Bible study or whatever, and it's good to hear from them. So uh, when you think through that, think through the who, and don't feel like you have to invite everybody if they're not really essential to the meeting or to the outcomes. So if there's brainstorming going on, that might mean that you invited some, some people with, who, are, who are more creative, who have different ideas, than if you're just talking about, we've just got to organize what we've already planned. Right. 
Yes, and I think also that um, we kind of, if you have, if you know your meeting is going to be about an hour in length, you could invite somebody in for 15 minutes of that meeting. You don't have to invite anybody in for the, a person in for the entire meeting. Maybe they just are going to um, talk about a certain segment of your agenda, and then they could leave. Not everyone is absolutely crucial to the outcomes of your meeting, so think about that too. Mm -hmm. Who should really be part of the decision making or right. the planning that has to be done later in the meeting exactly. or early in the meeting? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So that's the who. Mm -hmm. How does that affect the where? For me, when I think about where to have a meeting, I think about what kind of meeting is this? Is it an informational meeting, a budget reporting meeting, a decision-making meeting, a ministry planning meeting? What kind of meeting is it? And therefore, where do we need to do this? Does it need to be in a quiet, kind of studious place? Could we go to a library, one of the quiet rooms in a library and use that? Could Should we meet in my office right here? Should we meet in the church building somewhere? Could we meet in somebody's home? Do we want a creative environment? Do we want to get out somewhere into nature, you know, so people have feel a little more freedom or it feels a little more creative? What kind of meeting are you, ha are you having? And then I would also think about um, when it comes to um, the environment, I would think about um, the participants, who you're inviting, what are their needs? Is it better for them to meet in the evening, in the morning? Do you need to arrange childcare for the people that are coming? Because sometimes we don't think about that. And it used to be, oh, men would be home in the evening to take care of the kids so the women could go have a meeting. Not so true. Men travel, women travel. I mean, our schedules are very, very different now. So be thoughtful of the people you're inviting and what would be best for them, not just you. What else do you need to prepare in advance? Let's talk about maybe the agenda. I, I assume you prepare your agenda way in advance so that you have a good plan, which, which I always try to do as well. But what, are, what do you tell somebody who maybe has no experience in preparing an agenda? What kind of tips would you have for them? Well, you wrote a great blog, really, the blog that's on the website about agendas. There's some really good things in there. But when you're thinking through the agenda, um, you want to focus on the main thing. Be very clear about what your purpose is. As you said earlier when we first started talking, don't just meet because you're hoping something good comes out of it. Have a purpose. What would you like for the outcomes to be? Not exactly what we're doing, but what is our purpose? Be really clear about that. And also, make the main thing the main thing. When you start a meeting, make sure that the top of your agenda is the purpose, the main item. Don't wait until later after everybody's talked or you've run around the bushes or filled people in on, hey, here's what's been going on for 45 minutes. And then the last 10 to 15 minutes, you're like, okay, why we're really here is to blah, blah, blah. Because the energy's gone out of the room, people are tired of talking, you know, they've been in 50 different directions, and you're supposed to be all of a sudden creative and have ideas and process and, you know, come up with some, some outcomes, some activity to do. So make your, at your agenda, make sure that the number one purpose of your meeting is the first item you begin talking about. Even if it's controversial or could bring some disagreement, it doesn't matter. You want that mental energy to be good at the beginning of your meeting and not when everybody's kind of drained because meetings are draining if you're engaged the whole time. Mm -hmm. So that would be a, a few things that I think are really essential to your agenda and end on time. You know, value your people's time and make sure if you said, hey, this is about an hour meeting, we're meeting from three to four, we're meeting from six to eight, 
make sure you end on time because there's nothing worse than having a meeting that goes over 45 minutes or 30 and you had something else planned or another meeting and you start losing people during your meeting because they have something else going on. So, And that time. affects the agenda, doesn't it? Because you need to think through how many of those items you can actually get through yes. the meeting. Yes, absolutely. So that's... Yeah. yeah, that's very, very important. Yeah, I think about when my grand granddaughters are at my house and I'm giving them a bath and they just want every toy in the bathtub, right? I mean, they just fill up the bathtub. Don't do that with your meeting agendas. You don't have to throw every toy in the bathtub. Think about what are the things we really need to accomplish here. If you need to call a second meeting, it's much better to do a follow-up than try to cover 20 different items in an hour's length. And I always found that having people send in a report, if there's just some sort of report that needs to be given that everyone needs to be aware of, but it's not yes. anything that we really need to discuss or, or, or make decisions on, it's just simply a report that we just get those in advance and read them on our own, and there's no reason to take up meeting time for those kinds of Absolutely, audience. yeah, resources. Any kind of resources that are needed, you can send out along with your email as you're inviting people, because you definitely want to send an email to invite people, and I would send those resources there. We're looking at chapter four of the book we've been studying. We're looking at so-and-so's budget report. We're looking at what happened last year and, and how many people actually attended and where we're going, or it's a curriculum thing. Make sure you look at these two books or this curriculum as we're making that decision. So yeah, as much ahead of time as you can do, prepare your people well. Set them up to be successful in the meeting also. Well, thank you, Claudia. We are going to talk again, as I said, about actually now incorporating those things into the meeting itself. Mm -hmm. And so that will be our next video. But I do want to remind uh, those who are watching this video that we're available at Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Claudia is on our ministry team, mm -hmm. and she and I are both available if you have questions, if you have a need, and you just want someone to pray with you about running your first meeting. We've been there. We know what that's like, and we would be so happy to help. So feel free to contact us through the website, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. And please join us for part two of our series. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.